strengthen me for the work. You know everything in this room. You know every circumstance. You know hardships, you know trepidations. You know doubt, you know the fears, you know the disbelief. You know the bondage, you know the infirmity, you know the disease, but you're bigger than it all. So Lord, give me words that are precise, clear. Leave us no choice but to reject or receive. Lord, I know signs, wonders, and miracles are your desire. Hallelujah. Let them flow freely. then give us strength to apply this word. God, I rebuke uneasiness. Lord, I come against all manner of disturbance. God for the word in Jesus name and for your glory amen somebody give God praise in here come on turn to somebody and say he's been good come on turn to somebody and say he's been good come on turn to somebody and declare he's been good specific it's one thing if I would have said he is good that's true he will be good that's also true but when you say he's been good what you're saying is God what you've already done is enough for me to bless you it's enough It's enough! It's enough! It's enough! It's enough! 
make it a little see here's the thing when you think you should think it's, it's it goes together I think I think it just goes together every every time a thought comes to my mind like oh, thank you <laughs> every time a thought comes to my mind I, I thank you every time I think I think y'all that's stop talking I think I think all right, I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to behave. I'm going to behave. I am because I know, I know somebody. All they do over there is praise God. Well, you ain't been here long enough. Now, we got enough to praise him for. I said we got enough to praise him for. There's too many miracles walking around in here. There's too many miracles walking around in here for somebody not to let the redeemed of the Lord say so. There's been too many victories. There's been too much power. There's been too much breakthrough. There's been too much overcoming for the redeemed of the Lord not to say so. There's been too much goodness. There's been too much grace. There's been too much mercy for the redeemed of the Lord not to say so. So go ahead. up in the air.
while you keep dancing, there's a house room. I'm sorry, I'm, my bad. I didn't inform y'all house rules. I'm sorry, I didn't tell y'all what the house rules were. House rules. We don't let people dance by themselves. House rules. We don't let people praise God by themselves. House rules. Even if you gotta just encourage them from your pew to say, go on, baby, just whatever you do. But we don't let people bless God by themselves. those Bibles up. I know somebody told y'all that the highest praise was hallelujah. That's not in the Bible. I'm about to tell y'all what the high praise is. You want to know what it is? Yes. Y'all want to know what the highest praise is? Yes. How do you know? Because that's complete surrender. So I need somebody to go ahead and give God your yes. Come on, somebody give him a yes. The only way that I can keep my way pure is to guard it. According to this word, this word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Today, I will receive the word implanted, which is able to save my soul. Now give God one praise for that. notebooks out I got some stuff to fix up I got some stuff to fix I gotta I gotta fix some God dropped something down on me I gotta I gotta fix it because somewhere Oh, God. I'm going to recap, but let me, let me say it from the beginning. Right there. Woo. I said, I got to fix some stuff. Y'all ready? Yes. Impersonation is not transformation. That's right. That's right. 
The Lord told me, he said, you got to fix something. I said, what is that? He said, because you have people who are listening to the message and the revelation on patterns. And they think that patterns originate from the outside in. And so we have people impersonating patterns. And I'm ignoring them. Oh. Impersonation, Lord have mercy, is not transformation. One's ability, I told you I had to fix something. One's ability to be able to impersonate a pattern does not mean that they've been transformed. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Because today, we're about to expose fake fruit. We about, I'm coming for all imposters. All them. Because, see, it has become easy to hide in the church. Mm -hmm. It's easy to hide. You practice your dance. I know. That can be practiced. Practice, got them fake tongues, them alphabet tongues you practice. A, B, 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 C, D, 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 D. A, B, 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 C, D, 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 D. You got them fake tongues, you practice those, you record them so they sound just right. You play them back to yourself until you get them just so. That's, that can be faked. But, but we about to expose fake fruit. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm going. Can I take my time just a little bit? Okay, let me, let's do this. Just in case some of y'all ain't been here, so let me make sure your ground is dug up real good. Godly patterns must be taught. Godly patterns must be received. Help me strength. Godly patterns must be passed down. Some of us have been taught wrong We've received poorly, and we've been under a terrible fountain. Now, listen to this. Just in case y'all have missed it. A godly pattern is the set of instructions given by God that produce his intended results. Y'all want it again? The godly pattern is the set of instructions. Lord have mercy given by God that produce his, underline that in your notes, intended result. Now I said it a few weeks ago, patterns produce, amen? That's a principle. Here's the problem with that principle, all patterns produce. Both the godly and the demonic, y'all walking with me. Any pattern you practice will produce. Now, listen to this. And I'm not talking about money, but hear me. The Bible says, whatsoever a man soweth, I love the King James Version, that will he also reap. Isn't that the Bible? Whatsoever a man soweth, that will he also reap. Let me tell you what the Bible don't say. Whatsoever a man soweth, he reaps what he wanted. Which means my produce corresponds to my seed. I can't sow bitterness and get joy. So it doesn't say 
You reap what you want no matter what you sow. So whatever you sow, that. Now, here's the thing. Some of you are complaining about fields produced by your patterns. Why am I, why I got all this in my life? What have you sown? Why am I dealing with this? Why am I fighting with that? Why is this happening in my life? Why is that happening in my life? What have you sown? We keep wanting the result of godly patterns that we refuse to abide by. We refuse to practice the pattern, but we want what the pattern produces. Y'all, okay. Y'all told me I could slow down. See, y'all would have preferred we kept dancing. That's all right. I'm, I'm going to be around to the scripture here in a minute. Can let me take my time. God, heal me. Your pattern doesn't produce healing. God, fix this. Your pattern won't fix it. Your pattern produces exactly what you're praying about. Did y'all you? Literally, what you're doing is producing what you're asking me to take away from you. You want me to take something but won't change what produces it. Are y'all walking with me? So how does all of this pertain to the family? Oh, God. God designed the family to operate and grow according to patterns. That's the way he designed it. Now, y'all can let 2022 lie to you if you want to. But let me tell you what God said. Let me, okay. First of all, the family is, is God's design. So if we try to have a healthy family the world's way, it'll never work. Let's get that out there to begin with. And despite whatever type of liberation you've been reading, God has a pattern. You can say whatever you want. That is, it's just a pattern. Now, we not like it. You can say that ain't fair. Amen. Brothers, you can keep talking about, you know, she going to have to pull her weight and God's ignoring you. Let me come on out here. God, because you asking God to give you something that don't match the pattern. Doesn't mean that your wife is silent. That's not the pattern either. I got Bible for that. It don't mean that. And it never told her to obey neither. It told her to submit. That's different. Because you can obey from the outside in, but you got to submit from the heart out. And men who want an obedient wife need to go get saved. Because you're asking God to give you something that he didn't design. It's quiet. It's quiet in the cathedral. It's quiet already. So God wants to speak. So my phone going off. Sound like it's plugged to the houses. Don't know who phone that is. We in church. The word of the Lord is going forward. I'm teaching. All right. God wants to speak to the head of the household. 
when the head of the household ceases to do what the head of the household is supposed to do, God then has to go to the next person listed. How would that happen? That would never happen. Well, if you look at Pilate about to kill Jesus, he clearly wasn't paying no attention to God. His wife was like, look here. Um, the Lord done had me tormented all night in a dream. And uh, uh, what I'm going to need you to do is not lay hands on this here man. Because clearly you about to mess up because you ain't hearing. So God talked to me because I was. You wasn't, I was. So God had to give the message to somebody who was listening. Okay. Are y'all here? So it's a pattern. It's supposed to trickle down to your children. Y'all with me? Now. God is supposed to be the head of the husband. The husband is supposed to be the head of the wife. Don't look at that word head and get all confused and get angry because head does not mean ruler. It means responsible. So you want, you want to be her Lord. First of all, you don't do Lord things. All right, go to Titus. Before I get stuck right there. <laughs> now, but as for you, look at this verse 20, verse 2. Older men are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, and perseverance. Verse 3. Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine. Teaching what is good. Go back to verse 2. Older men. Now I dealt with this to begin with. Older or mature or the ambassadors. Ambassadors. That, that ambassador has to be tested. They got to make sure that their transmission is clear and their paths are clear. Because when God wants to speak, he wants to speak through the ambassador. Right? Now listen to me. These older ambassadors. Yeah, she got verse 2 up. Come around here so I can see Older men are to be, so the older ambassadors are to be temperate, dignified, sensible. You need to look at that as a unit. Like temperate, dignified, and sensible. Look at that like it's in parents, like it's one parenthetical. But watch this. Sound in faith, in love, in perseverance. Watch this. Sound in faith, the way the sentence reads. This is simple English. Sound in faith, sound in love, sound in perseverance. That word sound means healthy. You're not mature until you, you men, are healthy in your faith. Healthy in your love. Healthy in your perseverance. Ladies, quick, stop picking a man who, watch this, is good at arrows and terrible at agape. All right, somebody going to look that up later. You are to be temperate, dignified, sensible. Say temperate, temperate. Dignified, dignified, sensible. sensible. Now here's the thing. 
The reason all of those go together is because all of those speak to your ability to be able to maintain spiritual equilibrium no matter what. A man who cannot maintain spirituality in the face of a storm is not mature. Same way when it comes to them being sound in their faith. Ladies, you shouldn't have to be his teacher. Yeah, see, in matters of the faith, I'm not saying y'all don't dialogue. I'm not saying y'all don't, don't talk. I'm not saying that. This is not that. Don't walk out of here with that being all in your feelings. Don't do that. But you shouldn't have to be his pastor. And his inability to submit to a real leader is not yours to fix. wasn't even trying to do that. Because see, what happens is we have a lot of wives who are having to parent their husbands. All because the husband won't admit that they came into the relationship broken. Then when they figure out they're broken, they want to use their brokenness as an excuse for why they, why they continue to do broken things. So, um, I, I, uh, tore my tire up yesterday. Don't know how I did it, but I tore it up. There was a slice in my tire, about 14 inches long. Um, it was bad. It was towed up. Now watch this. So, thank you, Orlando. Got the tire off the car. Orlando helped me, um, and because I'm not afraid to call somebody. I'm not afraid to call somebody. See, he got one of them big jacks. The jack I got is the one that came with the car. You want you got a twist? I got one of them. You know, he got the big jack with the big handle. So in the amount of time that it was like zip, get, 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 get done. Watch this. My pride would have caused me to work harder than I needed to work. All because I thought I was too big to make a phone call. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. So I called, he came, got the tire off, and, and, and listen, listen, I didn't even ask, oh, I said, I said, uh, thank you, Orlando. He said, I'm just gonna run it up there for you. This is what happens when you surround yourself with people who understand. Bishop said he was studying, I'm just gonna run. Nope. So he sends me a picture, now watch this. He was able, because I had put some fix and flat in it because I didn't know what was going on. I called, it got me, I was safe, I was stationary, I was at the church, I was stationary, I was at the church. Orlando put some air in it, I'm, I'm going somewhere. He put some air in it, and the air he put in it was able to get him to the place where they took it off. And then he, and he, he said, hey man, you got a great big old huge. Now, me and my fool self, like many of us, what would it have been like, Orlando, if I would have said, just put it back on the car. Now that I know it's broken, I'm going to keep trying to ride with it on the car with awareness that it's broken. So if the car swerves, don't call Jesus. If I bend the rim, don't call Jesus. If I 
swerve off the road and hit something, don't call Jesus because I had the opportunity with awareness. So stop using your awareness of difficulty as an excuse for your continued behavior. If you know you're broken, go get you some help. Now, patterns, listen to this, good, verse 2 still up there. Patterns must not just be what we do. This is why I got to get these imposters out of here. Pastor Craig, patterns are not what you do, it's who you are. Write that down. Patterns are not what you do, it's who you are. Excuse me? Patterns are not what you do, not biblical patterns. They're who you are. Remember, impersonation is not transformation. Show that to me in the Bible. Okay, I will. Older men are, watch this, to be. It doesn't say older men are to act temperate. See, sometimes I think we read too fast. It doesn't say older men are to do temperate things. Or to act dignified sometimes. Or to be sensible in certain matters. Or to be sound in faith as it pertains to the verses that get them what they want. Or to be sound in love without understanding what agape really is. Or to persevere in getting their sports car but not in raising their children. It don't say that. It says older men are to be. Statement of being. It should, you should be temperate. Okay, look at verse 3. Since y'all think I'm picking on the guys and I'm fine. Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior. Not Sunday reverent. Not first Sunday communion reverent. Not malicious gossips. Like, I'm not a malicious gossip. Watch this. Ever. It's not within me to do. Like an orange will never be an apple. A woman of God should never be malicious in her gossip. Okay. Like, it's just impossible. It's my care. Okay. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become what? All things become what? All, th all things become what? This is interesting because if all things become new, why do we keep tolerating old? Or do we not believe that scripture? Hmm? I've said it before. You go buy your brand new car, you want the brand new one off the lot, that's the one you want. You want the 2022, that's the one you want. And they say, okay, um, here's your new car, here's your new car payment, everything you want, but we're going to take the doors, the engine, the tires, the rims off the one you traded in, put it on this new one, let you drive off with it. Ain't nobody doing that? Then why, you, why, why do you accept your old heart? Why do you accept your old behaviors? Then you want to floss like you got a new car. You're not new. It's a facade. It's full righteousness. Huh? 
It's a broken pattern. It's for righteousness. It's not serious. This ain't for real. And listen, I can tell you the truth by how you act when you're in the middle of a storm. It is not hard to be righteous when everything is fine. It's not. Everything going right in your life, huh? Your check hit and your bills is paid at the same time? Huh? You're going to be a giver that Sunday. But, but watch this. When the check is spent before the direct deposit, let's see how you act in. Quiet in the cathedral. Older men are to be, say to be. Not to do. To be. Older women are to be. Not to do. Who are you? See, so often in the church, we've elevated people based upon what they do, not who they are. You sure can preach. You should be a preacher. No, 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 no. You're in sin in your heart. Which means, watch this, we're elevating, we're elevating your capability, not your identity. We're elevating, and watch this, normally when we elevate your capability, we're doing so because we think that you're a benefit to us. This is, okay, yep, hear that God. This is why, this is what happens when you promote people in your life. Okay, y'all quiet. Quiet. Let me come out here so I can talk real good. Y'all listening to me? Watch this. I talk about elevation in the church, right? Right? Now just talk about elevation in church. And we see it because, you know, this person's a preacher, that person's a deacon, this person's an elder, whatever title y'all like. Whatever. Y'all with me here? But many of you elevate people in your life. What do you mean? You allow people to get closer and closer to your space without vetting whether or not you're elevating them based upon their character or, or based upon, watch this, what you perceive you'll gain by being connected to them. Are we friends because I like going to your house? Or are we friends because iron sharpens iron? In other words, watch this, is your house in the suburb my getaway from my life? Therefore, let's get connected because you now serve as my vacation that I've labeled my friend. So I get to go sit at your house because I don't like mine. And I don't know you enough to have promoted you in my life to friends. But since I don't know what a friend is, and the Bible says a friend can stick closer to the brother. Since I don't know what a friend is, I just keep promoting everybody, calling everybody my friend. Then when I get hurt, now I want to call God. And God says, I didn't tell you to promote them. I never told you to, to promote that person in, in your life. And you need to be honest. What did you promote them for? Girls trip with who? Well, well, go there, Bishop. I'm trying. Go there. Because here's the thing. You are vacationing with people who ain't even trying to live home. Yeah. 
going out to eat with people who ain't trying to live holy. Jesus reclined with the sinners and the publicans to witness to them. It wasn't like he was like, let's kick it. What's going on? No, he wasn't looking for, watch this, he wasn't looking for camaraderie, companionship. He, and then some of us surround ourselves with people who we know we can bully so that we can overcompensate for things that we won't grow up in. Man, God, that's good to me. That's me. That wasn't in my notes at all. Ooh, thank you. In other words, let me surround myself with people who I know need me so I won't never have to grow because if everybody around me is in worse shape than me, I become the most important pe person in the room. But real people, real people who want to grow, surround themselves with people better than them. I know, I know. It's all right. Deep breathe. It's all right. As they would say, if you was in a class, focus on the breath. It's going to be all right. Just deep breathe. Are we all right? Now, go to Matthew 7. Let's work some more. I got 30 whole minutes. According to the clock. Let's see. I might not take them all, but maybe I will. <laughs> Matthew 7, y'all all right? Now again, say transformation, transformation. is not impersonation. It's not, impersonation. not the same thing. I can't, I can't say I'm transformed when I'm just impersonating an officer. That's actually fraud. Okay, verse 15. Beware of the false prophets who come to you, teach God, in sheep's clothing. But inwardly are ravenous wolves. This is for everybody who thought I was making up everything I just said. Beware of the impersonator who come to you dressed like one thing but have a different truth, a different identity. Number 16. You will know them by their what? You'll know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered, gathered from, watch this, thorn bushes. Nor figs from thistles. Are they? Leave this up. Now, y'all, watch this. Because something jumped out the page. I've taught know them by their fruits. How many of us have ever quoted you'll know them by their fruits? Something jumped out of the page for me. You will know them by their fruits. And I'm, I'm telling you, you, you'll know them by their fruits or by their produce. And God says, slow down. Read it slow. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes. But you can have a grape around a thorn bush. Yeah, you're still not caught Figs are not gathered from a thistle. Here's what we do when we're not discerning. We take the fruit around the person and think it came from the person. 
I'm sitting there, I've been meditating on this, um, and, and I keep running the verses through my head. As I tell, tell my students to do all the time, you got to just let the word sit with you for a minute. I've been meditating on it. Look at verse 17. It gets better. Look, every good tree bears good fruit. The bad tree bears, wait a minute, bad fruit. Look at 18. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. Nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Stop. Go back to the first verse we read in this passage. I think that's verse 14. 15? Yeah, there we go. They come to you in sheep's clothing. So they come to you saying they're one thing, but they're really another. Y'all with me? Look at 16. You will know them by their fruits. So God says, you need to show the people how to discern beyond what they immediately see. And I've been thinking about this. How do, how do I teach this? How do I teach this to the people? How do I teach this to the people so that they can understand that it is possible, Orlando, for people to have a pattern that's alive? Because what many of us are doing is saying, oh, that was so nice what you did. That doesn't make them nice. Then, oh God, let me slow down. Then we want to be applauded. Watch this. For putting on sheep's clothing. Hoping that you ignore that we're a wolf. So you want to be applauded, brother. I brought you flowers. And you want to be applauded, sister. Look what I did. And I don't know you. Watch this. By the fruit around you or the fruit that you've tried to put on your tree in order to know the tree. I got to wait until I see what's coming from the tree. Say from. from. Let me show you. And, and I pray, Essence, I prayed for you to be here today. I did. Because Essence knows Spanish. And I prayed for you to be here. I did. I was praying this morning. I said, Lord, I hope Essence is in there. So watch this. Watch, just watch this. Watch this. What's blue in Spanish? Azul is blue in Spanish. Y'all hear what I said? And a Larago. That's orange. How you say, how you feel? Como estas is how you feel. Now watch this. Listen. I don't know Spanish. I still don't know Spanish. Even though I just said some Spanish words. The words that came out of my mouth that were legitimately Spanish didn't make me a Spanish speaker. It meant that I'm able to repeat. I have not changed. And give it a few minutes and I'll forget everything she just told me. Some people are lying to you based upon, watch this, receiving information 
by people in their proximity that they pass on to you trying to pass off as their holiness. Stop. Okay, I'll say it just like that. Stop quoting what I've given my life for to people to try to impress them by the Bible knowledge that you don't even believe in. I've given my life for this. It's all I got. I'm not trying to be funny. It's all I got. All I have is him. And so many of you, I watch you. You'll leave here and you'll put up a quote on Facebook. That quote don't make you nothing. Excuse me, Bishop. I said what I said. How you live. What's your fruit? Not your ability to repeat. Right? I can go get some more words. See, some people in your life have a good person next to them that they keep asking how to deal with you. Okay. So you think they're good, but they're not really good. Their identity hasn't changed because they keep getting a good response out of what they're passing through. What should I do for her? I should do what? What do I write on the card? Write that on the card. Okay, here, sweetie. Here's the card. None of those words are mine. They're the words of the person who's around me. And when she says, I love you, she don't love me. Watch this. And now I'm setting her up for confusion. Because if she's around me long enough, a harvest will come. And then she'll compare the harvest to the other patterns and figure out there's a mismatch. The confusion will say, wait a minute. You gave me that card. You did this. You did that. You did this. You did this. You did this. And then when trouble came, that's what you produced. Now, that doesn't match what I've been seeing. The produce is real. The rest, where did that come from? What TV show? What YouTube video did you watch? Watch this. Furthermore, why did you want me to believe that you were somebody that you were not while simultaneously refusing to change who you really are? You'll know them. See, grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes. But we got a whole lot of thorn bushes that got grapes around them. And the thorn bush keeps saying, look at my grapes. Look at my grapes. And some of you need to say, hold on, hold on. Before I promote you in my life, let me see you go through a harvest season. Because I just need to know what your real fruit is. Go to 17. Every good tree bears good fruit. The bad tree bears bad fruit. Like, not sometimes. This is why this is the ultimate tool of discernment. Not sometimes. It's not like bad trees sometimes bear bad fruit. Matter of fact, he says it in verse 18. Look, look at what he says in verse 18. A good tree cannot. It cannot produce bad 
fruit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Bishop. Yes, it can. No. The tree can't produce bad fruit. Okay, okay. It is possible for a tree to produce fruit that gets attacked. So when you look at it, right, an apple tree, it didn't produce the fruit with the worm in it. What it produced was good. The worm the worm attacked it. Because watch this. If a tree, even if a tree doesn't produce fruit the way it's supposed to, there's something wrong in the tree. That means the tree is, has a disease, it's infected. Are you walking with me? So, watch this. Some of you, sometimes you need to say, like, wait a minute. I've seen your harvest. You've always produced good. But in this harvest season, something's wrong. Something's wrong. This is not what you normally produce. We got a couple of issues here. Are you under attack? Are you under attack? Watch this. Or, or are you not getting the nutrients necessary for growth? Because a bad tree that's not getting fed, it won't produce bad fruit. It just won't produce all it can. And sometimes it won't produce at all. It'll just sit there. Because bad won't come from it, but nothing might. You're not who you used to be. I'm not eating like I used to either. You're not producing like you used to produce. We, this is, used to be our relationship, or, or this used to be how we used to talk. Yeah, but all of my nutrients are off. I don't eat the way I need to. Y'all walking with me? Let's keep going. Verse 19. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down. Thrown into the fire. Verse 20. So then you will know them by their fruits. You don't know the fruit by the tree. You know the tree by the fruit. That's an important distinction because you got some trees that are impersonators. Huh? Any tree, unless you know what you're looking at, can tell you it's anything when it's not growing season. Hmm? I got a mulberry tree in my backyard intertwined with trees that are not mulberry trees. And if you don't wait until the fruit appears, you can mess around and cut down a fruit producer. It's right next to a tree that don't produce nothing because it's not a fruit tree. Some of you in your life, you've been so close to non-fruit producers that sometimes you look like you're not a producer either. You are literally intertwined with non-fruit producers. I'm helping somebody. 21. Not everyone. Here we go. I'm almost through. Am I getting on your nerves? It's fine. It's fine. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We'll enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does. He who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Not everyone who comes to church is going. Not everyone who lifts their hands is going. Not everyone with a collar is going. Not everyone who says they love God is going. Not everyone who's the first one to shout is going. See, he says... You determine where you go by what you do. But what you do emanates from who you are. Are y'all walking with me? Oh, Bishop, can I change what I do if they change what they do? No. Can I match energy? No. No, you don't get to do that. Because if we match an energy, if we match an energy, that don't meet my father. That that's not how my father acts. Jesus did. Jesus did. He hanging on a cross, bleeding to death. And here was his energy. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. What we like is, I got to tell them. I got to. What you're really saying is, Lord, allow me this moment to be in my flesh. To release what I have restrained. Because the real me is not holy enough to deal with this. The version of me they've been seeing, that's not who I really am. That's the fruit around my tree. But now that I'm mad, the real me is about to come out. Because if you were really full of the Holy Ghost... No amount of atrocity can cause you to be full of anything else. If I'm full of the Holy Ghost, do whatever you want. All that's going to come out of me is God. I told y'all before, if my cup is full of water, you can hit it, you can throw it, you can twist it, you can turn it. All that's in there is water. So if this vessel is full of the Spirit of God, you can cuss at it, all that's coming out is the Spirit. You can lie on it, all that's coming out is the spirit. You can, you can do whatever you want, all that can come out of it, because there's nothing else in there. If somebody can cause you to act a certain way, it was in you before they did it. Hardship doesn't cause you to become something different. It reveals what was already in there. And then every time, come on, saints, every time I see people where trouble is a revealer, then we want to say, it's a generational curse. Are you born again? Because generational curses have no power over the born again. Come on now. He became a curse. I'm free from that. I'm no longer under whatever was in my bloodline. I'm a new creation. I can't keep using that as an excuse. I don't care what my grandfather, my great-grandfather, it don't make me no difference. But what has happened is we have elevated the curse over the blood. Now it's your mama's fault. And your auntie's fault. And your sister's fault. What about Jesus? 
You mean the curse that was on your bloodline is bigger than the power of the cross? No, 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 no. The cross of Jesus is bigger than all of that. The cross of Jesus is stronger than all of that. At some point, you got to say, he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We keep saying, well, you know, you made me. You didn't make me do nothing. I wanted to. I used what you did as an opportunity. Huh? This is what I've been wanting. I've been, I've been wanting this. I've been itching for this. I've been practicing cussing you out for the last year. And this is, for, it's been for such a time as this. For such a time, I've been practicing. I know all the words I'm about to put together for such a time as this. Oh, this is the day. Oh, this is about to be it. This is the day. Let's see. I'm about to start with some compound complex cussing. I'm about to tell you everything I've been thinking. Matter of fact, I got a notebook full of what I want to tell you. All I got to do is push play. I didn't like you when you did it the first time, but it's all right. I held myself back because that wasn't enough for me to go off like I'm about to go off now. But now that this is the third time, I get to go all the way back to the first time and tell you what you did last year uh-huh and tell you what you did six months ago uh-huh and then see this oh okay god help me this is for some of us who need to repent over the fact that you say you forgive people but you still holding on to it yeah this is for people who you don't want god to treat you like that but you keep treating god's people like that i'm looking at you i'm looking at you no i we good. No, you're not good because you're still walking around them with an attitude. We good. Oh, you're not good. If you good, huh? Pray for them like you're good. If you good, speak to them like you're good. If you come on now. And I'm talking to some of y'all, and some of y'all saying amen to cover up the fact that you need to be repentant. That's it, that, that, somebody, that's me. That's me. My bad, Lord. I play too much. Help me, Lord. I play too much. I'm petty. It's some, come on now. There's some petty wonders in here. There's some petty wonders. Come on, somebody. I'm a petty wonder. I'm telling you. I'm petty. I'll get you when you're least expected. Come on now. You know how to be petty real good. You know how to, you know, this slide. Just, just sneak a petty right on in there. And God's like, ot, ot. 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 Are you doing the will of the Father? Are you doing the will of the Father? But they, are you doing the will of the Father? But they, are you doing the will of the Father? But they, are you doing the will of the Father? But they, are you doing the will of the Father? But they, are you doing the will of the Father? Fine. Fine. But I'm good on them. Are you doing the will of the Father? If Jesus never, ever turned his back on Judas. See, Judas turned his back on Jesus, but Jesus never turned his back on Judas. Peter turned his back on Jesus, but Jesus never turned his back on Peter. And we get mad about Thomas asking to put his hand in Jesus' side, but apparently Jesus wasn't upset at all because he let him do it. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all. So how in the world are you so quick to be done with people when God ain't done with you? Hmm. 
Look at verse 22. I know. Many. Many will say to me on that day. Not a few. Many. Lord, Lord. Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy? We had a great revival. Built a good church. In your name, cast out demons. And in your name, perform many miracles. Stop. Here's the thing. We don't understand the name of Jesus. Because, watch this. Demons can respond to the name without responding to you. Don't think what Jesus did in spite of you is what Jesus did because of you. The Lord is like, look, look. I ain't going to let everybody in here know that you ain't going to make it. But it's some people in here who need it. So I'm going to let you be the donkey that I speak through tonight. I'll let you be the rock. I'll let you be the mountain. You won't make it. He says, verse 23. <laughs> it got upset. The computer got upset. Now, he says in verse 23, I don't know you. The computer got upset. I guess it wants to stay right here. It says, I don't know you. I don't know you. Not I have, that word no doesn't mean I don't have it. It doesn't mean I don't have any cognition of you. It means I have no intimacy with you. We're what? We've never been close. You've never touched me. You've never touched me. Even when you thought you were. And I've certainly never touched you. We don't know each other. We never consummated our union. For a union, no. He knew his wife. For a union to be consecrated, cons consummated, they had to know each other. Watch this. The consummation of a marriage takes place in privacy. Many of us have never had a private moment with God. You've just had the public moments that you wanted somebody to record. Especially in 2022. I've been practicing my dance. When, it, when, 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 Craig, when Craig play his notes, make sure you get your phone out and go live. Make sure you go live. Huh? Because I want them to see me dancing. Go live. Lord's like, I don't know you. All of your experiences have always been with people. Me and you ain't never got to know each other. You like a public Jesus, but you don't want a private Savior. You don't want a private Lord. Because every time I try to say to you, come on now, every time God tries to say to you, stop. Quit that. Don't do that no more. We respond with them. Why they get to do it?
There's a lot of people who are doing things contrary to God. And I don't get to use their pattern as mine. I don't get to say what a preacher up the road. I don't get to say that. Because the preacher up the road ain't going to stand before God for me. I don't get to say, I don't get to say, well, well, the other church. Like you don't get to say, watch this, why his wife? First of all, why her husband? First of all, you have no idea what it might have taken huh, for them to get to that place. That's number one. That's number one. Let me give y'all a good old number two. What you see might be fake. You going after a ghost. Because there's a whole lot of social media families here. no reality are y'all in this room let me say two more things and I'm through are y'all learning say two more things number one number one don't be fooled by something dressed like transformation am I helping I mean if I'm not helping I'm trying to help don't be fooled by something dressed like transformation just because it looked like it's been changed don't mean it has. Wait until the trouble tells the truth. <laughs> huh? Remember I told y'all I had a, a, a leak. Had a leak at the house. We finally found somebody to come fix the leak. And the roofer came and he fixed the leak. And we paid the roofer. I didn't trust his work until after it rained though. Y'all hear what? Because watch this. When it got done, it looked like it was fine. I went out. I looked at it. Looked good. All of the, the new shingles was up. Looked nice. Rain. And I, listen, I don't want no sprinkle. I need a gully washer. I mean, come on. I want to know whether or not it's been really transformed. Y'all with me? Transformation is tested when the thing that used to cause it to act one way happens again. Y'all with me? So don't be fooled by something dressed like transformation. Number two. Don't check the fruit that's around. Check the fruit that comes forth. Don't check the fruit that's around. Check the fruit that comes forth. I need to say this to a couple of you in here. God is making your faces shine bright to me. Let me say this. Stop promoting people in your life because you like their friends. You have some people that you've allowed into their space because you like the people that they hang around. 
So you're trying to whisper to them, don't bring so-and-so. You can come, but don't bring Gertrude. When y'all see, when y'all see my dad, make sure you tell him I talked about Gertrude this morning. <laughs> yeah. Come, just don't bring Gertrude. But the only reason that Gertrude thinks she's invited to your house is because you like Gertrude's friends. When we do it God's way, we will get a godly result. If we don't do it God's way, we will not get a godly result. Right. Listen, stop being surprised when you didn't follow the recipe and the meal didn't come out right. I want to pray for you because our pattern has been. Anybody willing to admit, Lord, my pattern been off? Come on, hands up. How many of you willing to admit your patterns has been off? And, this, and listen, your pattern matches your season too. Your pattern matches your season. I'm in a season where God is like, look, the pattern that worked last season don't work this season. We done with that pattern. Oh no, the Lord would never do that. Stop being y'all. We get too spooky. No, for real. Any of y'all still walking around in your full winter coat when it's ninety some degrees? Right? You gonna mess around, pass out. You gonna pass out because the season doesn't call for that. Now, there will come, that season will come back around. Now you get to pull out that coat. And when it's 10 below zero, you walk your happy self out there with them sandals on and them shorts and that tank. And as my mother would say, you're going to catch the death of the flu moment. So my mother would say, boy, you're going to catch the death of the flu moment. Now watch this. Listen, the pattern that makes you sick in one season can make you comfortable in another. So, you gotta be willing to say, God, what season we in? Because I need my pattern to match. I need my pattern to match. Amen. How many of you have ever worked third shift? Show of hands. Now, hands down. When you work third shift, you got a certain sleep pattern. Right? It's an unnatural sleep pattern, but it's a pattern based upon the work. Right? If you move from third shift to first shift, you can't keep trying to have third shift patterns and work during first shift. Now, listen. The sleeping pattern that kept you healthy for third shift will immediately make you sick during first shift. 
Matter of fact, it'll get you fired. Instantaneously. Because, watch this, the third shift employee is sleeping during the first shift. So if you don't immediately change patterns, a new job, oh, this is good. A new job that's a promotion will be lost. You all happy? Woo, I finally get to come off this third shift. Woo, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to make 10 more dollars an hour. Thank you. But watch this. You won't change patterns. You keep sleeping through first shift. Because you have a third shift pattern. Now you're fired from the blessing. Not because the blessing did you wrong. But because you refuse to assign the right pattern to it. It's like the pattern of singleness is not the pattern of marriage. The pattern of, of not having a child is not the pattern of having a child. No, for real. Being married with no kids, that's a different pattern. Yes, it is. It's a different pattern. Like when you're married, you ain't got no kids. Y'all can be like out and be like, let's go to the midnight movie. It's fine. Starts at midnight. Let's go to that show. And afterwards, let's go find and see what's open and eat breakfast. That's right. Right. Let's just do whatever. But when you got kids, it's like, let's go to the matinee. <laughs> let's go to the matinee. Hurry up and get it out the way. <laughs> Does this make sense? I'm going to pray for you. If there's anybody in here, you like, listen, I need to get my patterns together. I, and the first pattern I need to get together is I need to get saved. I'm not even saved. I need, I need to get that pattern together. If that's you, you're like, pattern number one. Lord, me and you need to start talking because we ain't been talking. If that's you, you want to get that together, I want to make sure that Christ is offered to you today. Now, I'm not asking you to join the church. This is not like, do you want to be a member of Marketplace? This is not that. This is, do you want to give your life to Jesus? Right? I don't want you to live, leave rather, without having an opportunity to be like, you know what? I think I need to get my patterns right. Now, don't think that because you want to give your life to Jesus that you actually know what that looks like. This is a decision to enter in. A decision to receive him. Now, we as a Christian community need to surround you and show you what that pattern looks like. Which means, listen, for everybody who's born again, you have a responsibility to act like it. Because if you don't, you're confusing folks. Bunch of people who say they saved and they act worse than the world. So I'm going to pray. If you want to give your life, like, all right, I need to get myself together. If this is you, all I need you to do is raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call your name. I'm not going to have y'all come to the front. I just need a hand to go up so that we know and, and you know, one of the elders will get with you after service. This is important. Amen. Amen. And I know, I, I, I grew up in that church where they're like, name, rank, and serial number. Who you, where, where you come from and where, where, who your mama is. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. I just need to know, hey, I'm serious. Well, do I even need to raise my hand? Can I do it in my heart? No. If you're ashamed to honor God before men, He'll be ashamed to honor you before the Father. The reason I have you raise your hand is because it's a sign of surrender. We're going to get to the table here in just a second. Because listen, the Bible also talks about coming to the table unworthily. 
That's what the Bible talks about. Coming to the table unworthily. And I'm going to show you this in just a second when we get to the table about what unworthily even looks like. To come to the table, I'll just do it now. To come to the table in an unworthy fashion means that you haven't examined yourself. Now watch this. Why is that important? Because at the table where the table is spread, you're coming into the presence where all your needs are. The examination of yourself tells the truth about what you need at the table. It's like going to the doctor and, and, and being hurt, but not telling the doctor, this hurt and that doctor, this hurt and that hurt. Right? You got to tell the truth. Get yourself together. So I'm going to pray, and as I pray, if you want to start this relationship with Jesus, just lift that hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, you know who's here. You know who needs to lift their hand. Yep. You know who needs to get themselves together. Thank you, Lord. You know, God, who needs to surrender to get their patterns right. Lord, as hands raise, as people commit, thank you, Lord. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for decisions. Lord, you said heaven rejoices over one Lord never let this church overlook those who want to be saved keep us grounded in that reality as ministers of reconciliation Lord for every heart that is far from you turn them to you for every person far from you, turn them to you. For every person excited about this journey, turn them to you. And then God, as a Christian community, help us surround them with godly patterns. In Jesus' name. And for your glory. Amen and amen. I saw those hands. Listen, come on, give God praise. Here's what we're going to do. Glory to God. Once we dismiss, once we dismiss, I'm going to ask, um, let me see who we're going to do here. Yeah, Daphne, if you can, just camp out over here in the annex for me. Once we dismiss, if you raise your hand, please see Bishop Desmond Daphne over in the annex so that we can pray with you and get you some next steps. Amen? All right, let us begin to prepare our heart for the table. Let us begin to prepare our heart for the table. Just at this point as you are preparing yourself, here's what I want you to ask yourself as we come to this moment of ministry. We're still in worship, but listen to me. I want you to ask yourself this. Is there anything I need to repent of? Is there anything that I need to fix, to get right with God? And if the answer is yes, as this ministry goes forward, I just need you to take this moment to repent. Take this moment to give yourself just time to get right with Jesus. Listen to what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 
it says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Listen, verse 28. But a man must examine himself. See, we don't read this text enough. A man must examine himself. And in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup, like through the lens of examination. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself if he does not judge the body rightly. If you come to the table without proper examination. For this reason, verse 30 is the one. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick and a number sleep. Paul literally is telling the church at Corinth, some of your sickness is because when you came to the table, you didn't come right. Some of your weakness is because when you came to the table, you didn't come right. That means that sickness can be eliminated right now at the table. You can be strengthened right now at the table. So in this moment, I just need you to examine yourself. So we're going to this moment of worship. I just need you to examine yourself. Ask the Lord if there's anything that's not like you and me. Take it out.
He took the bread. Come on, prepare to receive your strength. Receive your healing. Receive his presence. He took the bread and he broke it. Lord. He said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us eat together. took the cup. Thank you, Lord. He said, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood shed for the remission. <laughs> Thank you, God, for wiping the slate clean. Thank you, God, for not redacting the record, but literally removing it from the record. Drink ye all of it. Let us drink together. Lord, you were wounded. transgressions bruised for our iniquities chastisement peace is upon you with his stripes glory we are healed this 
See, if Paul said that when we come to the table, if we don't judge rightly, we're sick and weak and many are asleep. Well, I judged rightly, which means I'm not sick. I'm not weak. I got what I needed at the table. Everybody stand to your feet. Get your giving in your hand. We're going to give in this atmosphere. I've got the victory. of the month in which we celebrate Pastor Bishop and Pastor Lyons. If you wish to make a check out to them, please make it out to Bishop and or Pastor J. Lyons. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Father, first of all, we thank you for this atmosphere, Father. We thank you, Father, for the gifts that you have given us to keep on going, Father. We thank you, Father, for each and every household that is represented under your household of faith, Father. We ask that you continue to give them blessings. We ask, Father, that you keep giving them assurance, Father. We ask, Father, that you continue to give them strength, peace, and healing. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We ask that you follow the hospitality team to the front. Please come back to your seats so Bishop may dismiss us as a family. Amen. Have an awesome week. Stay in that atmosphere of worship.
before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory majesty dominion and power both now and forever may God bless you may heaven smile upon you and give you peace this is my prayer love somebody before you leave have a phenomenal week